0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Six. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Reco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Coast Game Show. Jerry.
1: All right, here we go. Al and I have basically had a podcast off the air for the last five minutes, so we figured we might as well turn the mics on and do this. And I am happy to be back. I missed doing this yesterday. Oh, hi, Jerry. I did this with uh, Eddie
2: Schizzer yesterday. Basically, we broke down uh, the uh, Benny in the Bronx article from uh, the MMQB, the Peter King uh, website. Yeah. And just about uh, the longtime hardcore callers to WF Okay. Eddie's been here a long time, so we explored some of their lives. Interesting. So it was uh, interesting, but uh, different than what we normally, you sure. and I normally do here. That's all good, though. Because when I bring up penises, Eddie just gives me a weird look, and I go, okay, it's time to- <laughs> So he doesn't participate? He doesn't. Yeah, it's not the same, Jerry. So if you brought up Pinocchio penis, like Craig did today on yes. the show, Eddie would give you nothing. He would just, uh, gives me a very strange look. <laughs> So here we are. Eddie's uncomfortable with this penis. Uh, luckily, though, I have a stack of stories today, although I don't think I have a penis story. I do have a big butt story. Maybe I'll start oh, with yeah, that. Oh, yeah, let's start with that. You've heard of Oxford University, Jerry. Uh, it's pretty popular. Yes, prestigious. Yeah, it's like Harvard. I would say prestigious, like Harvard. I exactly. Agree. Well, they did a study. I can't believe Oxford did this study and not Pornhub. <laughs> Oxford did a study that analyzed data from over 16,000 women. Okay. Big study big study. Yeah. And found that women who have bigger butts are more intelligent and more resistant to chronic illness than women who have smaller butts. Why would they do this? Study?
1: I was just going to ask. Why would you put resources towards yeah. a study like this? I, I'm not sure. That was stupid.
2: I'm not really big into reading the full articles. Uh, this website that I pulled some articles from, Jerry they they highlight the important thing. That's the only thing highlighted. Do you see all these <laughs> other items <laughs> yes. or all these other uh, parts of the? Oh, uh, nonsense. Seems like nonsense. I man. agree with you. The whole but thing, yeah. I mean, uh, women with bigger butts are healthier. Are you a big butt guy? I am not. No, nor am I. I don't under I actually don't understand it. Right, like some guys are really into
1: butts. Right, and large there are, butts. There are girls that will literally inject into their ass yes. to make it larger and I don't understand it. I I don't. Yeah, my fr- I have a
2: buddy of mine who loves big butts. Great, good for him. Not for me, but good for him. And That's he's, awesome. He says the the fantasy of the big butt is that you were you would um you would put your face in the butt crack and shake your head back and forth. Like, that's the... Doesn't that smell? <laughs> i would sorry, think so, dude. How is that a fantasy? I don't know. It's not my fantasy. Let's... Oh, never mind. Yeah. By the way,
1: speaking of just asses big, and big stuff butts. like that, you know what I did watch? I downloaded on the Netflix, and I watched it. You had told me about this biography, I would say, a year ago. All right. After the porn stops? Yes. Is that the name of it? Uh, Something. Something uh, like that. I think that maybe it's just after porn, whatever it's called. Oh, yes, about porn stars. Fascinating. And their lives after. Unbelie. I mean, the one I was struck by most, and I don't remember their names, but there was the one guy who you could tell was just, now he's in his, like, 60s. You could tell was just a sad human being, right? Having bypassed relationships and a family or anything like that for the money and the glamour when he was in his twenties and thirties, and I guess even his forties. And it was even watching the women. And my thought: it opens with like an American Asian girl. She was one of the first uh, they talked to.
2: Asia Carrera.
1: Maybe I yeah, think it boy, is. I think she is that up
2: quickly. Well, because she she was uh, one of the fr- one of the first. Uh, well-known asian porn stars
1: and so it opens with her with her kids
2: yes and i always wonder and she's talking about how
1: her her daughter's so good with the computer it's like all right i guess she used her real name i don't know but at some point like what is that conversation like with your kids when they someone's going to find out right and they're going to know it's only getting more and more accessible as we go on in life that's got to be a weird conversation, doesn't yeah, it?
2: Yeah, that, that is a good one. And it, I think it's called Life After Porn or something After the like Porn that. Stops or yeah. something. It really was. It was very interesting, though. And I'm trying to think, what was the popular one?
1: I couldn't believe it was her. She was an older woman now. I can't think of her name. I actually had heard of
2: her. But I don't know, and they had. Is she really old? Much older now? Yeah, I would say like in her sixties. Yes, I can't think, and I of, can't her think name, of her and name. I, I could picture her, but she really broke it down, like what the business was. Bill, and- well, she had been uh, in the business for many, what many years. Was her name? In yes. fact, she was still a performer, like recently, definitely into her fifties.
1: Really? Yeah, It's interesting. It's just a weird, big, and I can see how you get trapped in it because then there was the uh, there was the one girl too. She was running for governor or something in California. Whatever, Mary her name Carey. Was. Yes, that was her name. And she was going well, over I'm her fitting f- these names out yeah, really quickly. A little a little, a little fast. Especially <laughs> for a biography right. you watched yes. a year ago. The good point. And you've had a refresher somewhere along the way. By the way, she's hot. Mary uh, Carey. Just, yeah, I mean, she's pretty attractive. Just for the record. When they were showing some of her scenes and when she was a little younger. Wow. Okay. That said, she was going over like her finances and mm-hmm. you can totally see how you get wrapped up into this. If you're okay with doing that, she was talking about she's making four hundred thousand dollars like no, I'm sorry. She was making $40,000 a month. Yeah, so about $500,000 a year she was making.
2: Right. That's amazing. I have a weird Mary Carey story, which I've told somewhere. You went somewhere. to a strip club, sat on her lap, and I got did a and took a mm-hmm. picture. When I was working at WNEW on the Ron and Fez show, she had been on the Howard Stern show. Okay. So this is uh, like 2001. <clears throat> she calls uh, somehow... My phone rings in the back office of the Ron and Fez show at N.E.W., okay. and it's Mary Carey, and she's drunk. You know who she was at the time. I, yeah, I did know who she was, and she's drunk, and she says, um, she she's uh, asking me, what do I look like? Would I come to her hotel room? Really? Yes. Were you with anybody at the time? I was not, but I could not imagine. Uh, did you having, not go? I did not go. I did not. I could not imagine having sexual relations with a porn star. See, I think I would have. Yeah, I did not. If no I was, how old were you? Uh, in 2001, 69, 79, 89, 99. I was 32. Oh, I would have gone. If I was single and 32, I think I would
1: have, I, I might have grabbed a helicopter to get over there. Yeah, well, as I was actually I was even
2: in New York City. No, I, I was, know. Uh, I meant from the, the rooftop to rooftop oh, to get there as roof. fast as possible. I don't know that I would have turned that down if I thought it was legit. I, I believe it was legit. She, wow. she she called a number of times in the back. Really? But she was uh, drunk at the time. Yeah, I think
1: I would have done that.
0: And was I fast mean, just asking. being completely honest, right?
2: That is one thing. And it's a weird conversation,
1: but so be it. I guess because I've I've been with my wife since high school, as we've discussed many times, not since 1975, as you'll try and say, but since high school. That is one thing I'm not gonna sit here and sit hell you don't never look at of course you look at it. I'm not saying I don't. I don't know who these people are though, like
2: well you do. Well you don't know them now. The the, the names that I'm rattling off for you but like in the eighties and nineties there were porn stars.
1: But what so now there's not the industry must be different, I guess. It
2: is so vast now and uh one of one of the one of the there's another documentary about the porn industry where it's it's all about how they just go through you told performers me about this now, I, well, yeah, I where watched you, where where their careers, if you call them careers, are six months long, and they're done. I watched thirty minutes of that, you, yeah. you told me about that
1: one probably six months ago over the summer, and I was so uncomfortable yes. watching it when the one girl when her parents knew and right. but her dad didn't, her mom figured it
2: out, and she made her tell her father I couldn't watch it. I yeah. turned it off. So in this in the 80s and 90s you know when they would when you could rent porn at a regular mom and pop video store it was all like vivid video which was you know the the popular one and right. there were a handful of really beautiful women that you knew their names because they were the the uh, big money performers. But then it just, I don't know when, I guess in the 2000s somewhere. It, so the internet basically the in, ruined it. Yes, the internet. It's Interesting. It really is. Yeah. So, I don't know. I,
1: I thought it was a very interesting documentary that I watched, and I didn't see the whole thing because uh, I was running out of time, but it was- Oh, you got to go back and watch that, Jerry. It was uh, It was eye-opening for sure. Definitely eye-opening. So.
2: All right. Well, let me see what story. I'm not sure I have a story that goes directly with that. I would say you probably don't. You probably oh, right. also don't
1: have one that's only going
2: to be 60 seconds.
1: Oh, we're already so up I against your this split. This point, I think, is when we start to fake it like nothing happened. Okay. But I'm now going to turn the mic off, go run into the studio, do an update, then do wins,
2: and then I'll be back here, and then we'll continue like this never happened. I'm going to edit this, and then Jerry will be back completing his podcast. All right, Jerry, you're back from your ten ten wins update. Yes. Now, I, I see some of the guys over there at 1010 Wins. I see the, the morning anchor. He wears a suit. He does. Now, do you uh, have to dress up when you do your 1010 Wins update, or can you do your usual thing? What do you think? I go into a... Uh a telephone booth
1: like Superman and get changed? What I wear is what I wear. Oh, what you wear is what you wear. Yes. Then
2: uh, I noticed, uh, this is why I asked, because you look clean shaven. So I didn't know if um, 10-10 wins had a policy like the Yankees do where you have to shave. No, but what does have a policy is
1: I can't go do college basketball games like I did last night in East Lansing, Michigan, looking like a slob. Oh. So, you know what I did? What did you do, Jerry? So I have Harry's. Right. Harry's travels. How so? How oh, so? I put Harry's in my suitcase, and I shaved
2: yesterday at the hotel, and I looked fantastic. I see. So I, Harry's helps you shave. Now, let me ask you this. Shaving for all these basketball games, that could get expensive. Not so, with Harry's. Oh, it's cheaper than... Harry's is awesome, dude. How so is that, Jerry?
1: Well, first of all, the pricing is fantastic. Like, $2 a blade compared to the $4 or more you could pay at the stupid drugstore.
2: $2 a blade, Al. $2 a blade? Now, where do you get these blades? Well, they come to my house. Harry's does? Yeah. And they get shipped right to my house. Right to your front door. It's awesome. I think you're thinking of Christmas packages. No, Those no. come to your no,
1: door. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Harry's. My mailman, Ed, drops off the Harry's. Do you think he knows what it
2: is? Yeah, he knows what it is because oh, I does. told him about it. I don't know if you get your mailman a gift. I don't think you're supposed to. I did. It may break some law, but if you give him a Harry's, a subscription to Harry's, where every month he gets blades, I blew that, but I did give it to my dad for Christmas. Harry's, yes. And your dad is a shaving type of guy. <laughs> yes, he's he a does. shaving type of guy. Okay. And
1: on December twenty sixth, guess who called me?
2: Your dad. My dad's, and he, and he said. I just had a tremendous loved shave. Loved it, loved, from it. loved it, loved it. Well, you can also be just like Jerry and his dad's <laughs> and shave with Harry's. Here's the thing. Harry's is going to give you uh check out this thing you'll get from Harry's. Yeah, A uh, weighted ergonomic handle, five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and the trimmer blade—that's important. I use the trimmer blade under my nose. Yes, very important. You get yourself a rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover, which is important. When you start throwing those blades in your bag, if you don't have the cover on it, it gets the blue. Sh- the, the strip gets all. Screwy. I could prove to you right now in my bag. I've got the covering and everything. The lubricating strip, Jerry. And check this out. Harry's is so confident in the quality of their blades, they want you to try their shave set for free. That's right, Jerry, free. You just have to cover the shipping when you sign up. Plus, there's a special offer for fans here. Go to harrys.com right now and enter the code POSTGAME. You do that at checkout, and you'll get a post-shave bomb, also free. That's harrys.com, code POSTGAME, Jerry. By the way, the commercial's now over, but let me just
1: say this real quick. These razors, what commercial? Uh,
2: the Harry's Oh, spot, I thought you were just talking about them.
1: Harry's actually so good. You talk about the, uh, the shaving, yeah, shaving gel. Mm-hmm. I don't need it or use it. You use just the lubricating hot water, strip? Hot water, a little bit of soap, and it is tremendous. Craig tells me he shaves his head that way as well. Yeah. I mean, I could see why you would need the gel. These blades are awesome. They really are. So I know that's a little extra. I love but a gel.
2: Happens to be very true. I love a gel. So check this out, Jerry. Now, I don't know what you do. When you go to watch a movie in a theater, what do you do with your telephone? Uh, either leave it in the car or it goes on silent. Goes on silent, does it get? does it get put away? It's
1: in, po- in my pocket, yeah.
2: Because I think the millennials, Jerry, they may put their phone on silent if we're lucky, but they keep their phone out. Yeah, and they're texting, probably. And they're texting, and yeah. the screen is very bright and can sure. be disturbing. So there's a rumor that Apple will be introducing theater mode for your phone, which will dim your screen. Not completely, because people do still like to text and all while they're watching a movie sure. in a theater or going on Twitter or the... Snapchat or wherever they're going. So th- they're, they're rumored to be, in the next iOS update, a theater mode. Okay. That just will dim your screen, will silent it. Why can't you just put on the battery saver, which dims the screen? I don't and know, Put Jerry. It on silent. Because they love a gimmick. <laughs>
1: why, like, why, why is theater everything got to
2: be so handed to us? Why can't we just figure stuff out? And, you know, I was on a plane this uh, break, and... Um, you know, I'm very concerned with people not putting their phone in aeroplane mode. Sure, yeah. So they had uh, the, the flight attendants had said over the thing, uh, uh, time to put away your phones and computers, put them on aeroplane mode, sure. and put them away. Really? Yeah, for takeoff yeah. and landing. And uh, that's when you also have to put your seat back up, right. takeoff and landing. tray table up. Yep. Well, the girl in uh, front of me, she had her seat back in. And she was on her phone. Boy, you're just attracted to the pains and the asses. So I just I said aloud to my girlfriend, "Hmm, looks like the girl in front of me is breaking two rules." Did you really? Yeah, but she was oblivious; didn't hear me. <laughs> so what I did was, when I saw the the flight attendant coming down the aisle, she would look in each row, right, kind of eyeball to make sure seats were up and uh, electronics were put away. As she was coming down, I kind of motioned to her with my eyes to the girl in front of me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you're such a jackass.
2: Silently, I was like, hmm, oh, you're such a this ass. one over here with the, the breaking two rules right, right now? Not just one. How about we kick her off the flight? Yeah. Thank you, Jerry. Right, you'd be I okay, like, and you'd be okay with I that. I would have taken a flight delay for that. <laughs> and this is happening in Omaha, Nebraska. Now, I bring up this crime uh, mainly to tell you, uh, mainly I'm because I'm surprised at how much money the, the man is making okay. with this. so. Omaha, Nebraska. A man who owns a lot of gumball machines in town. Yeah, good business. Various businesses. Yeah. He's got gumball machines. Uh, a thief has stolen over thirty of his machines. Really, thirty gumball machines. Wow, around town. How much money do you suppose he's out after having these thirty machines? Well, I would say two months. 30 machines, two months. What's he making out of that? Well,
1: uh, first of all, the machines probably cost $1,000 a pop. So he's out that money for the actual Mm. unit. No, that's a lot. And then I would say... See, I don't think they're counting that. Oh, I mean, I'm... They're I'm counting on... Ju- uh, uh, You're talking about just the money that he would make from the people yes,
2: getting... From 30 machines, two months, 30 machines, So we're talking selling gumballs. 60 days, 30 machines. Gumballs, the though, quickly. Jerry. You
1: yeah, know, I know. It's probably a quarter of gumball or something like is that. Is that what it is these days, I would a think quarter? it's probably a quarter of gumball. So if each one probably makes... I would say $15 a day times 30. That's $450 a day times 60. That's a lot. Yeah, he's probably out $20,000. This says 10 grand. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, that makes sense to me. I would like, why Why don't we have gumball machines? You know what I always wanted to do? And I still think it's a great idea because maybe it's not legal. Maybe that's why you don't see it often.
2: Cigarettes and vending machines? No, I tried that. Yeah, oh, that was
1: illegal. That is yeah. illegal. Screwed that okay. one up. I have always wanted to do medical vending. Medical vending. Medical vending, packets of Advil, packets of Pepto-Bismol, tampons for the women. um, Alka-Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer, absolutely. Uh, Just different types of things that when you're at work and you're stuck there and, damn it, I don't have, like Eddie Scazzare is the go-to guy and I feel bad. At one point, I got to go buy him a bottle of Advil. Right, he's our Advil guy. But now you think about it, if you had a packet of Advil in a machine for a dollar... I'd never go to Eddie. I would take the dollar. I'd go buy the Advil. And I think it's a great idea if you can find yourself 15, 20, 30 locations, which is the hard work. That's not the... The the machine is not the hard work. It's actually finding the location and what they're going to charge you for the space, albeit eight square feet. But they're still going to charge you a monthly fee or they'll take a portion of your
2: profits. Man, that's a great idea. So... Alan Jerry's Medical Vending. Let's go. And we and we get a small bottle of water in there, too, because people might need a water to take their pill Yeah, you with. could do that. I mean, it depends on the machine. If you, I've looked into medical vending machines years ago, and some of them aren't
1: that big that are going to hold bottles of water.
2: What else would you put in there? Like, i put Imodium Condoms. AD for diarrhea. Yep, Condoms absolutely. are a good one. Sure. Anything that you can think that's
1: over-the-counter that you think is useful. I think of headaches... Uh, stomach problems, you think cuts, of... Cuts, abrasions. Sure, you could put um, cough drops, the rolls of cough drops oh, in. that's good, Jerry. It, it is. It's I a like great this idea. Band-Aids are a good idea. Again, the tampons for the women is a good idea. The small bottles of Listerine. Yeah, all of that stuff.
2: It's, it's really, it's... I think it's smart. And I think it makes money, too. I think it's profitable, and I think it helps people. Then what do we do, like go walk, uh, knock on a business's door and say, hey, we'd like to put a... Um, machine well, in here, what will th- you co- What will you charge me?
1: Right. I think the first thing you'd have to do is find people you know that have contacts in office buildings. And if you can get into, I mean, literally, if you got into 10 of them, how much money you'd make off 10, 10 machines like that? Especially if you could put one on each floor. Okay. I meant 10 machines in total, but if you could oh, do 10 total. machines in a building- In a building. That would be phenomenal. And then if you could find 10 buildings, you got 100 machines, I mean- That's a lot, Jerry. It's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. And it's not something you see- You'll see some of that stuff in a regular vending machine sometimes, but not often because most people want the crappy food. Right.
2: So that could be something we could do. We're not selling crappy food. We're selling drugs. Yes. Over-the-counter. Over-the-counter drugs. You think there'd be room for a pack of Marlboros in there? Or <laughs> Well, again, not legal. Oh, the, you have to run that by the tobacco And that would be counterproductive,
1: company. would it not? Yes, that would be counterproductive. I don't think we want to get something, make something sick. Hmm. All right. Although maybe we want them to get sick. Have a cigarette for the first time; they're ready to vomit. Then they got to go buy the Pepto Bismol packets. Perfect, brilliant. That is a great idea, Jerry. A Visine, I'd put that. Visine, in there as well. absolutely. How about Vaseline? You oh, never right. know what someone's doing on their lunch break, right? Lip care products, lip Chapstick. care. This is what we're talking about. Lip care, and then we get
2: fancy and we get our own little label. If we get a smaller machine, we'd be more likely to not take up a lot of space in True. someone's business. Well, those machines are not big. They're not like these big vending machines we have here. So. Rack it up. Who would stock that? I'd go buy
1: these offices. With, no, we would uh, hire NFL. somebody. Oh, we would hire someone that would get paid well, and maybe two days worth of work where they got to go from spot to spot to spot, make sure everything's. I think up. I
2: would do that. That way, I want to split the profits with somebody.
1: We could, then you, we would be seven. You'd be seventy-five, twenty-five with me then,
2: because you're doing the work. All good. When then we pitch that also. WFAN's Al Dukes will come change out your. Listen, you're not signing autographs while you're changing the machines, oh, all right? Well, I would just be doing work. <laughs> you attention whore. Got it.
1: Uh, speaking of that, I got to go. All right, Jerry. Uh, the warm-up coming up next. It was fabulous uh, with no commercial it break, so it was terrific. really good. So don't go anywhere.
2: Oh, yeah, there was a, not a commercial break in there. Still? So? It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and
1: Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. Happy Thursday morning to you, Al. What's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. What's going on? And so a lot of football we'll get to today. We'll get to the Knicks, of course, this morning as well. Had a heartbreaking loss, but you can feel it. We're starting to gear up for the playoffs this weekend. You got two games Saturday. Connor Cook starting for the Raiders. Good luck with that.
2: I also saw that uh, w- with that game that, not o- that Tom Savage is not even going to be available. No, he's out. And that they're back up to uh, Brock Osweiler. Yeah. Brandon He's, Wheaton. Isn't that the guy that Jerry Jones said was one of the best he quarterbacks? Him. He had him last year, and he was a disaster when no, he played. No, but you remember Jerry Jones compared him to, like, Tony Romo? saying. I how, don't remember that. I do remember he liked him a lot. Yeah, he liked him. He he had him down as, like, one of the most accurate passers yeah. uh, of all time. How'd that go?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> He was awful last year. And if you remember, if I have this correct, the Cowboys got rid of him last season, and the Texans picked him right up, and then he started because they had so many injuries uh, at the quarterback position. So... Yeah, how about that? He's going to be. It's very possible he plays on Sunday or yes. Saturday. Excuse me, especially if the Raiders are winning and, and Osweiler's not playing well. Could you imagine this guy in a playoff game?
2: Now, will you be locked into this game, Jerry? Will you sit down and go? I'm going to watch Texans Raiders be, with all backup quarterbacks. Well, I will be
1: in transit to Iowa on oh, Saturday. Iowa. But, I don't
2: know if they get the games uh, out. Well, there. Well,
1: no, I do think they get the games out
2: there. Oh, they're national broadcast. Uh,
1: so, but I don't think I'm going to see much of that game. But I will be locked into the night game for sure. So I'm looking forward to it. It's fun. And then, of course, Sunday, uh, the, I, I actually believe, and I know we're in New York, so it might sound silly to say, but even when you look at websites, you know whether it's ESPN or CBS Sports or whatever, it really seems to me that much of the focus on this weekend is on the Giants and Packers because of what Green Bay has done to get here and how good the Giants have been the last two months of the season. And you got a lot going on with this game.
2: Yeah, the uh, Giants, I guess, are preparing for the cold weather. I heard uh, uh, Dominique Rogers Cromartie talking about them. Uh, they're playing in the in the dome over there, over by the Giant Stadium, yep. and uh, they've jacked up the air conditioning. And they're playing with frozen balls.
1: Those balls have got to be like rocks out there. Yeah, <laughs> well, because that's how be they Sunday, get.
2: Boom. They get like rocks, and you got to be you know, prepared to catch those. Can
1: you explain something to me though about this? This is what I don't understand. Like we're we are making a big deal, the media, whatever. If we put oh. ourselves in that category as well,
2: and what's the electric bill going to look like for that place if they're pumping an AC? They're
1: making plenty of money. Oh, don't worry right. about it. Yeah, they'll be just fine.
2: We're, it's almost
1: like the Giants play in San Diego. Yes. Right, where they play inside a dome and, oh, my God, you got to go outside for the game Sunday. They play outside. They play in windy, cold conditions all the time. You want to say, hey, well, it's not 5 degrees. Okay, they play when it's 20 degrees. What the hell is the difference?
2: And you're a football analyst, Jerry. Tell me how this happens. So I see Sterling Shepard, he had some quotes where he seems very excited to be playing against the Packers' uh, defense, sure. their pass defense, ranked 31st. Yeah. How is a 31st-ranked defense Being, like, uh, Vegas has them going to the Super Bowl. Okay. How is that possible? Well, let me ask you this. How about the Giant offense?
1: How good have they been? They're not good. Well, a lot of people think they are going to go on one of these
2: runs. But I always hear this, Jerry. uh, Defense wins championships. Defense
1: does win championships. Well, how about a
2: 31st-ranked defense? That's not winning championships. Listen,
1: I can tell you when the Cowboys went into Lambeau Field earlier this year, at the time, the Packers were the number one rush defense in the league. And by a wide margin... The Cowboys ran all over them. You never know. I mean, listen, if Aaron Rodgers goes off on Sunday, the Giants might have a tough time. If the Giants don't get a pass rush on him, or even if they do, I mean, he's a mobile quarterback, who knows? That having been said, if this game plays out the way I think it's going to, I think it's going to be a low scoring. I think it's going to be a giant win.
2: And since the Giants are practicing with the air conditioning jacked up and with frozen balls, the, the wide receiver should have went somewhere cold. Not Miami,
1: <laughs> probably. Right? Oh, so. yes. They should have went to Wisconsin to get ready for the game, and we would have and bought in. What, though,
2: well, and done what? They could have gone on a boat in uh, Alaska, and then we would have been like, "Oh, that is a great idea." They're going to Alaska. They're preparing for Lambeau Field. They've got frozen balls. They're learning how to catch those. Right. We wouldn't be upset with them.
1: No, I think we'd still probably be upset with them. Oh, not that I am. I honestly think it means none of this means anything. I
2: mean, it was, sun, what
1: was it? Sunday night, Sunday night, for and the next game is Sunday afternoon. Who cares?
2: That's true. I did write a snarky remark to the Giants' Twitter yesterday. Why? I, I don't know. You can't help you. you I, just I couldn't, couldn't help, help myself. Yourself. They tweeted something about Victor Cruz uh, practicing.
1: Well, let me, let me, <laughs> I did not see. Let me see if I can guess what the tweet from you or response might have been. <laughs> I want to, what was he practicing for, his one catch a game? No, I didn't go that route.
2: Oh, well, it wasn't. I wrote uh, back to them, good to see you wearing a shirt. Crickets. You're
1: proud of yourself? Yeah.
2: I got zero response. Of course you got zero. zero, Because it's silly. (laughs) Not from the Giants. Not from any of my Twitter followers. Zero response, Jerry. (laughs) I thought it was witty. Somebody did fire back to me and go, by the way, in that. Photo we're seeing of the Giants on the boat, Victor Cruz was the guy with the shirt on. You moron. (laughs) Yeah. I picked the one guy. How did you do that? I picked the one guy that kept his actual shirt on. By the way,
1: if you told me you weren't sure what he looked like, because maybe you really aren't sure what Roger Lewis or Sterling Shepard looks like, I would get that. Matter of fact, we saw a video. I asked you, who's this guy? I thought maybe it was one of the receivers. It was a rapper. Right. So I had no idea. Victor Cruz, you know who he is. I
2: know who he is. I've seen him a number of times, Jerry. That's on you. And then I like this. Um... Odell Beckham, over in the offseason, he did uh, like a one of those commercials where you're uh, chewing meats, like dried what, meats. Right, with like Chewbacca? Yeah, and uh, who's the long-haired guy in the Packers whose name I can't think of? right Clay know. Matthews. It was it Clay Matthews? Yeah, so he did a commercial with Clay Matthews, and he said, uh, you know, he and Clay Matthews hit it off, and he wanted to do the jersey swap at the end of the game uh, earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, where they, for some reason, players like to get the other players' game-worn jersey, But that he couldn't do it with Clay Matthews because uh, Mike McCarthy doesn't allow it. Good, I love that. I do too. It's stupid. I don't understand that whole thing. Me neither. Uh, It it makes no
1: sense. Like to do, like what are you going to do with it? Are you going to like put all these jerseys up in your basement or
2: something? Plus, if they're the game-worn jerseys. Clay Matthews has been sweating for five hours in that. Now you're going to hang it on a wall? It's going st- to stench in that so you're room. you're going
1: right to germs and smell, yes. and you just can't appreciate it at all, can Unless you? Unless you seal
2: it inside <laughs> some sort of, like, a glass what, a casing. <laughs> or a baggie, like an evidence baggie.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. So that right. I like, Jerry. You, li- you also like, or don't like, the Adam Vinatieri story. No, I love this you story. You do? I because yeah, we don't- for not
2: I don't feel bad for him. I do. Adam Vin- Vinatieri's been in the league 100 years. He's 93 years old yeah, I'm and he's sure. still
1: kicking at a ridiculous rate. I
2: am sure he's made a ton of money. Well,
1: he's a kicker. He's made he, good money. He's
2: made good money. But yeah. he was one of, the, one of the main key kickers for a number of years. So in week 17, the story has come out, he missed a, a 48-yard field goal, which ended up costing him $500,000. That sucks. Because he had something in his contract where if he – was at 90% or better kicking, he would get this five hundred grand. Nice little incentive. He went into the game at 89%. So he really just had to kick like one field. Goal. Right. And he he was a wide right.
1: Let me ask you this. Wide right. Do you think when Bill Belichick opted, and it's years ago now, right, because I think he replaced – I could be wrong about this. I'd have to check. I think he replaced Vanderjack yes. in Indianapolis. So do you think when Bill Belichick got – Adam Vinatieri, who made every big kick for the Patriots along the way, that he'd still be kicking in 2017 or 2016 and kicking effectively?
2: Well, though, I would think a kicker could kick till he's really old, like an Anderson. Then why cut him? I don't know. Like
1: Why did Belichick go in a different direction? Now, Steven guskowski has been good. I'm not saying he hasn't been. But what was the reason to get rid of a guy who some people have said could have been and might be a Hall of Fame kicker?
2: I don't know why they get rid of kickers or punters. Like when the Giants got rid of Steve Weatherford, why? Like all of a sudden he doesn't know how to punt. Like I'm sure he just punts the ball. <laughs> just punt the ball. Just get it down to the field.
1: <laughs> it is funny when kickers and punters get released and then they get picked up like that. And then they kick and punt for another five years.
2: Or they disappear. Like a guy will get cut and just disappear. Depends and then, on the
1: level of success.
2: That's yeah. true. And then a team gets desperate, like in the playoffs, and their kicker like breaks his leg raking or something. And then they just grab a guy off the street, just comes in, kicks field goals. Do you
1: remember? Because I know you're a phony Cowboy fan. Do you yes. remember back in the day when Danny White was the quarterback slash punter? Yes. Good stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. He actually references that a lot on, his, on our broadcast.
2: On his Tops playing card, he was punter slash... A kicker and he was no, a punter slash quarterback yeah, and yeah he
1: was a good punter and so anytime you know whether whoever it might be in the game they're playing against the punter might like you know pin a team back he's always like you know back in my day I mean he really loves the fact that he used to punt
2: there was also a guy on the Bengals in that era I think his last name was McNally something like that he was a wide receiver and their punter I don't remember that yeah, at all. It was one I other remember dude. the
1: barefooted kickers. I don't remember him.
2: Yeah, where did those guys go?
1: And what happened to the straight-on kicker like Mark Mosley?
2: Right, Mark Mosley. Right? They're gone. They're out of the league, why. Jerry. You would
1: think that would be more consistent than the soccer style.
2: I don't and know yes, how those guys kicked with How did you not break your toe? I
1: have no well, you had shoes on.
2: No, the barefooted kickers.
1: Well, because the barefooted kickers didn't kick straight on, they, they were soccer style. Soccer style. Right, wasn't Tony Franklin one of the great barefooted yes. kickers? Right, from the Patriots, so you've got that. I want to just do this quickly.
2: More barefooted kickers? No, I'm not I'm with different. the barefooted
1: kickers. No, we got a couple of other things we'll get to. But last night, the Knicks lost a brutal game to the Bucks, and we're not going to break down that game, although they had a big turnover that led to the game-winning shot. So Giannis Antetokounmpo is probably the best NBA player that a lot of people probably still don't know a lot about. From Greece? Yes, they call him the Greek freak, the Greek go-whatever. And so after the game, I think this was last night, if I read it correctly. If not, it might have been during shoot-around. One of the reporters literally asked him, and I, I'm trying to find the audio because I guess the response was kind of was cute, said, what does it feel like to be a god? Like when you go to Greece, you walk around, you are a Greek god, a basketball god. And so last night, right on cue, he hits the game-winning shot against the Knicks. The other part of this, if I asked you who the Bucks head coach is, Milwaukee Bucks? Yes, you would know that it's Jason
2: Kidd. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Jason
1: Kidd has had or had a Hall of Fame career, as everybody knows. So Kidd, as the story goes, whether it was last week, a couple weeks ago, whatever, I read this in SI, he benched him and didn't start him for a game because he didn't like what he was doing on the floor. A couple of things were bothering him, and Antenna Kubiko is like, who is this guy to bench me? Look at this small little man. Something to that effect to where he grabs his phone to Google Jason Kidd and very quickly realizes, wow, he okay, uh, well, okay, I'm not going to say anything. So how would <laughs> he not know that? Well, I mean, he's not he didn't grow up here.
2: So he didn't watch the NBA? He's not That's, aware?
1: You know what's amazing, Al? You'd be surprised how many guys, and I'm not saying a lot of NBA players, but especially I'm around the college game, you would be amazed how many guys don't pick up the game until they're 12, 13 years old. Had no interest in it. A lot of them are soccer fans. They have no interest in basketball, but they've got this great talent that someone noticed.
2: You're saying just the Greeks are all players.
1: (laughs) I'm just saying, in general, general I, I am stunned how many kids I come across that are really good college players that never played basketball until their early teens. So a kid from Greece... Maybe he didn't play, and I don't know when he started picking up basketball, but he simply couldn't have been an NBA fan if he didn't know who Jason Kidd was.
2: Right. And then yesterday, uh, Russell Westbrook <laughs> hit a referee in the head with a basketball. Can't do that. I don't think he did it on purpose. I was watching the video clips. But it makes me wonder, too. You ever see, like, at the end of championship games and things, the the player with the ball at the end, he just takes it and throws it as high as he yeah, can? Sure. That's going to land somewhere. somewhere. Yes, of course. On someone's head. Yes, the game's over by Jerry then. You can't get a so technical. Jerry seems so interested when you bring up a topic. That's not, not true. true. What are you talking about? Jerry so loves know, my I topics. I'm completely locked in on seems this. seems like when he was talking That is not there, true. Uh, that he is was not true. It. And then you said, oh, let me bring up this one. And he looked at you like, uh, Well, right. no.
1: The problem with the story like this is I saw the story. I didn't see the video. So it's very difficult for me to speak with any sort of... Umph.
2: I would say it was not on purpose, though, Jerry. So you guys don't discuss things like that prior to well, the No, pre-tale. we did.
1: Actually, right before we run down the list, we do and a I rundown. said to him, let's bring this up, though I did not see the video of it.
2: So don't you think it you would have been behooved to you to have seen the video?
1: And what it? did I say, Al? I'll let me check the video out. And then I said, mm, I can't because the board's live. If I play the video, the it's is going live. to go out over the air. Ah. I got two things so. here. Number one, this list that you speak of, is it the same list that I get to do our show with? Yes, correct. Okay, and number two, why don't you let them do their show? Why do you always got to come? In here and interrupt that? No, because
2: I felt bad for Al because Al brought a topic up and Jerry was like, oh, "I've been like sitting the there
1: for actually you guys eight minutes." An hour list, so not for their, their show. Well, well it's, it's actually it's Al's not. list. I take like a mini
2: I take a handful of the things from the list and make a second list because this show is only like seven minutes long.
1: It's right. The shortest show on the fan,
2: yeah, like that show sheet rated, that you have of yes. like ten lines. That's for four hours. So for 15 oh, minutes. Oh, that's four. Yeah, a whole four <laughs> hours. <laughs> As opposed to our 16 minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah. I know what the hell the list is all about. So I only pull out a few things. Now, Craig, watch this,
1: because he's going to bring up all a story. Righty. It's going to be awesome. Good. 105-year-old oh, Frenchman. Yeah.
2: Jerry, there's a 105-year-old Frenchman who uh, set a cycling record. No by, way. By going a 22 kilometers, which I have no idea how long that is. Well, let's have to figure that out. That's 17 miles. In, that's in French measurements. Yeah. <laughs> And they go, "Oh, he broke a world record." Okay. But the world record is for 105-year-olds. <laughs> uh, come on. Meaning he's the only one that's yes. ever done it. <laughs> Meaning he could do anything today and break I mean, a record. Get on the bicycle he set a record. Right. By the way, what records have you broke? I'm also, not 105
1: yet. I would also say not French man. I was oh, a Frenchman,
2: Frenchman. That's probably Frenchman. the better. Why don't you just let them do their show. <laughs> 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 Seems like you're always interrupting. Seems
1: like they need help. Who needs oh. help? You ain't lying.
2: <laughs> We're doing just fine. And then I, I do bring this up every year, but it, it would bug me. Like if I'm a Patriots fan, this yeah. Josh, this Josh McDaniels. He's going on interviews he this should. weekend. Why? You world. were yelling about the the Giants being on boats. This guy's like, I'm not. I don't hey, care if the, the Giants
3: are hey, oh, on. Oh, Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.